Hello, T-Crew, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tea Talk with Sha. Today, we're going to be talking about all the topics on social media and on the internet, and we're also going to be doing a deep dive into the fake nursing certificate scam. You're not going to want to miss this one. Stay tuned. All right, tea crew, so the tea is boiling as per usual, so let's get straight into it. First, I want to talk about You People on Netflix. Now, You People is the longly awaited comedy with Eddie Murphy, Jonah Hill, Nia Long, Lauren London, um, Sam Jay, and many other notable um actors and celebrities that made cameos in this movie and everybody's generally been talking about this movie for the last month and a half this is netflix's like big comedy series of the new year of 2023 um and it definitely got mixed reviews i actually watched it and really laughed and enjoyed it um and thought it was really good of course it was done by kenyan barris um and he did blackish mixed dish the whole thing um, on ABC. And a lot of people just don't care for his writing. In this instance, I actually really liked it. I think Kenyon kind of gets a bad rap for two reasons. One, he's low-key obsessed with mixed couples. <laughs> he is in a mixed couple himself. I believe his wife is white. So I think he's low-key obsessed with mixed couples. And I think that's what rubs people the wrong way about him because he's also so black, 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 black. You know what I mean? People that are like so about being a black filmmaker, so about black stories. Um, and then he's in an interracial relationship, which to me doesn't seem like, you know, it has to be an oxymoron. I feel like you could be completely secure in your blackness and what you bring to the table as a black creator and also being an interracial, an interracial relationship at the same time. But a lot of people don't see it that way. A lot of people don't see it for Barris. And I think that's one of the reasons why this film received such a harsh critique because it was so obviously satire, in my opinion. Some of the things that, you know, um, Jonah Hill's mom was, was saying and some of the things that like Eddie Murphy was saying were obviously exaggerated for comedy and for effect. Now, I don't think that the story was supposed to be some type of real um, perspective or insight in how it is to date and marry interracially. I definitely don't think it was that, but I think it was a funny movie about two, you know, cultures clashing, the possibilities that people could have. I especially liked Lauren London's um, monologue to the mother that she wasn't the caricature, that she wasn't the toy that she could pick up and put down because I feel like so often like other races um, enjoy black culture and they want to do the right thing. It's not coming from a terrible place. It's just coming from a place of um, ignorance, ignorance of the, you know, just the things you don't know. Um, you know, so it's coming from a place of ignorance, but just, you know, like, oh, I pulled off the girl's wig. So now I'm gonna, I've been doing a deep dive into African-American hair care. Like, girl, too much. Like, you don't need to do that much. Um, just don't touch our hair. <laughs> don't touch our hair and don't pull off any more wigs. <laughs> you don't have to do a deep dive. But it's funny because some people actually operate that way. They feel like if they can educate themselves more. And I do believe that there's a level of education that needs to take place if you're trying to understand somebody's culture. But there are certain things about somebody's culture that you'll never fully understand if you're not part of that culture. 
And that kind of it goes full circle with the black stories and black creators and black filmmakers because we have to tell our own stories because a lot of people I feel didn't get the movie because they don't get the cultural references. No tea, no shade. If you're not black and you're not Jewish, you might not get the cultural references on either side. The movie may have fell flat to you. Um, so that's another consideration that some people might feel. I, I liked it. I mean, I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was poignant. I thought it was funny. I liked the little references. I liked all the LA, um, street culture. Um, I really liked what Lauren was wearing. I liked her styling a lot and the music was so good. I loved the music. Uh, I believe it was done by Beckin and I'm still looking for the soundtrack because I really like the music a lot in the movie. But yeah, it was definitely a hit for me. Let me know what you guys think in the comments if it was a hit or miss for you. All right, let's move into the next topic. Um, Nini confirms her son is not gay. Now, this seems weird for me to be talking about this because you guys know that listen to the podcast all the time. I don't care if people are gay or straight or purple or green or whatever. I think we really got to stop talking about it. Um, because it's people's personal lives and unless you anticipate or plan on dating someone, why do you need to know their sexual preferences? But anyway, Brent, her youngest son went viral for making a TikTok, which basically is saying, you know, if I make this shot, I'm gay. And a lot of young people, um, including our homie from, um, what was it? including our homie from Stranger Things, Noah, he came out this way. He actually came out on TikTok this way. So a lot of people have used this as a vehicle to come out. So basically what happens is you say, if I make this, if I don't make this shot, I'm gay. And you intentionally don't make the shot. And I think, <laughs> I think Brent was doing it as a joke. Um, but a lot of people were like, so what is he trying to tell us? But yeah, he wasn't trying to come out. He was just trying to be funny. Nini clarified when she was on a radio show this morning that that's indeed what happened. Um, and I'm just happy to see Brent in better spirits. Um, I don't, you know, we, he suffered a stroke a few months ago and he's such a young man. So even though this is kind of weird, but sometimes I think too, these young kids don't realize, don't realize how famous they are. And they just see themselves as kids using TikTok because I could definitely think back to when I was his age and doing something stupid like that as a funny TikTok between me and my friends, but not realizing how famous they are that so many people are clocking into their social media and it becomes viral. Then it get then it hits the blogs and then it hits our podcast, right? So it's just a matter, in my opinion, of young kids doing young things. I mean, obviously, if people are using this um, to come out, like really come out, um, it can be taken a little more seriously. But then at the end of the day, it's just TikTok. He's not hurting anyone. The people in his life, you know, know his truth. And um, it's just like a little joke. But I, for me, I'm just glad to see him in good spirits. But I'm like, Brent, if you are part of the community... Okay, if you are part of the community, let us know. But it seems like this was just some type of TikTok inside joke that he was doing between friends that kind of blew up virally. But glad to see that Brent is suffer is recovering well from his um stroke. All right, let's get into the next topic here. Common and Jay Hud rumored to be dating. Now, Common is working on a project. It's a thriller called Breathe, and Jennifer Hudson plays his leading lady. Now, people are rumoring that the couple is not just on screen, but they're also in real life. 
And this is kind of, I don't know, like I could see them as a couple, but it does seem kind of suspicious because, you know, Common is always a guy that dates the woman on the rise, right? He dated Tiffany. They were a couple. That's when Tiffany was, you know, headed on her upward climb. Now, since the um, settlement and the legal issues that Tiffany Haddish has been in, she, you know, definitely is taking a backseat in her career right now to just regroup and get her life together if she decides to come back. It looks like she will. Um, she has been included on the Girls Trip 2 flyers and the announcements that's supposed to be filmed in Ghana later this year. So it looks like Tiffany Haddish will come back. But either way, Common seems to date the women that are definitely on the incline in their life. He always finds himself a nice, um, relevant, you know what I mean? It's just like everybody that he links himself to is on the come up in some way. And Jennifer Hudson's show, as we posted on our um, Instagram page, has been renewed for another season and it's a hit. The viewership is very high. Her and Sherry Shepard go neck and neck most days, right? So Sherry Shepard took over for Wendy. J-Hud is taking the place of the Ellen show. Um, but these two are both neck and neck in viewership and they both got renewed for um, more seasons. So this is something to me that I'm not shocked by, but it's like, is common social climbing? It just never seems like he can really like settle with anybody or that he's even trying to, that he's just like, well, who am I going to date this year that's going to advance my career? It just seems like it's giving, you know, I love common and you know, I love his music, but it's just seeming to give like, I need to keep my name in the headlines every now and then. I want to do a project every two years and I want to date the next upcoming thing so that I can continue to stay relevant without doing anything. That's what it's giving me. Um, but cute couple, nonetheless, they do make a cute couple. So we'll see. Maybe this is the one that sticks. I mean, Jay Hud has had a lot of issues herself in the dating arena. She was dating Marlon Wayans. That barely lasted longer than the movie. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens with this story. I'll also, I love you, Jay Hud. Don't stop liking my um reshares when you hear this. <laughs> the Jennifer Hudson show always likes my reshares, and it's just nice to see those blue checks in the comments, you know, keeps you going. Um, but yeah, so let's move on to the next story. Brandy Glanville and Caroline Manso have reportedly left Ultimate Girls Trip 4 that's being filmed in Morocco early. Now, this has really hit the airwaves. Like, everyone is talking about Ultimate Girls Trip. Ultimate Girls Trip is the smash hit on Peacock. It's basically where previous and present um, Real Housewives go on a trip together and they mix different franchises. Well, allegedly they got Brandy Glanville to do this season as well as Caroline Manzo. Now, Caroline hasn't been on film for years. She, you know, as most of you know, that follow Bravo got into a clash with Teresa like a decade ago, it feels like, and hasn't been on reality TV since then. Um, and it seems like because of that, she was not prepared to deal with these housewives these days. Now, Glenn, Brandy Glanville, who really killed it on Traders, by the way, justice for Brandy on Traders. I didn't mention that in the mini sip, but Brandy was deducting her ass off on Traders 
and she ended up getting kicked off but she actually was able to pick out two of the traders she never picked out the winner but she was able to pick out two of the other traders and they thought she was a traitor and kicked her off i'm sorry y'all this is not about traders please watch traders <laughs> I saw a lot of you guys watched it and enjoyed the review, but I want more of you to watch it because I want more of you guys to talk about it and like, tell me what your opinions are. It's such an interesting show. All right. Anyway, so apparently Brandy kissed or was making unwanted, overly affectionate gestures towards Caroline and Brandy was reportedly, allegedly asked to leave Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip that she was asked to leave. Now, Caroline left on her own accord, allegedly the next day, and that she's been spotted back in her hometown in Jersey. Now, none of this can be confirmed, but this is the, you know, strong word on the curb. Both of them left the show. Brandy was asked to leave, and then Caroline just left because she just, I was actually surprised that Caroline even decided to go on the show. I know the ladies enjoy it because it's shorter. It's just like, if you're going to do anything, you can get through Ultimate Girls Trip because it's just a week. They film you. You get a nice hefty paycheck for doing it, but it's not something that, you know, you have to be committed to for a full season, but she couldn't even get through the eight days. I think she's completely done um, with the Bravo universe. We may see her continue to pop up at BravoCon. But other than that, I think Caroline has just exited the building. She's done with these women. And I don't blame her. I think back when Real Housewives started, they did have a mix of like, you know, women that were, their kids were grown and they were, you know, taking care of the house and they were a different phase of life. I just feel like they don't have those kind of women anymore on Housewives. It's all younger women. The older women either quit, get pushed out by other cast members, or leave the show. So we're seeing that it has kind of gone back into a shift of um, new and younger women. So it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with, especially when people are drinking and they're encouraging you to drink and you already feel uncomfortable. And then people are allegedly touching on you and feeling on you like... I'd want to leave too. I don't blame her. <laughs> All right, and let's get into the last story here. Nia Long teases a new romance on the Drew Barrymore show. Drew Barrymore is another one of the daytime girlies that nobody really talks about, but that her show has been on for like five years. It's crazy, right? Like what is happening with daytime TV? Nobody really knows what's happening, but her allegedly and apparently her and Kelly Clarkson are effing crushing it. They have better numbers than Sherry and Jen. Jennifer Hudson, I mean. Crazy, right? It's like, who's watching Drew Barrymore? Who's watching Kelly Clarkson? I don't know who's watching any of these shows, but apparently people are watching. It's probably not my demographic. That's probably why. It's probably an older demographic, but people are really watching. It's insane. So Nia Long goes on to promote her new show. And in her promotion of her new show, she teases that, you know, there is somebody that she has an eye on after, of course, her public breakup and scandal with the Boston Celtics coach. So now she's saying that there's somebody special in her life that she does have her eye on, but she will never confirm. However, she was on the red carpet with Omorion holding hands and looking very cozy. Now she said they're just friends and she asked him to come to the premiere and he said yes. And that's basically where it went, where it ended. But girl, I don't know. It's like, let me just, here comes the tangent. Skip ahead uh, 30 seconds. 
let me just tell y'all something about girls, right? When we really like somebody, we will go back and forth about whether or not we want to tell our friends and we'll kind of try to hold it. And then we'll kind of, you know, be a little bit like, let me throw a hint out about who he might be. We might make him, you know, our background or leave up a few messages to see if our friends will notice. Cause that's the thing, right? When you have a little thing going on, not saying it's love, not saying it's a new relationship, not saying it's an engagement or anything that serious but when you have a little boo thing that you're thinking about you want to talk about it you want to tell your friends about it so this to me was like she had a good time on the drew barrymore show they started kikiing together and she wanted to blurt out so bad girl Omorion is doing me like that watermelon on the versus stage, okay? I feel like that's what she wanted to say to Drew, but she couldn't say it to Drew on the stage. So she just dropped a little nugget and then she turned around and was like, oh, I'll never tell. I'll never say who it is, but I do have somebody in mind. Okay, girl, mm-hmm. you'll never say who it is. You don't have to say who it is. We already know. No, I'm just kidding. Um... No, but it was cute. And I, I'm happy for her. You know, Nia has handled this breakup so maturely um, and with so much grace for the sake of her kids. She made a few statements here and there talking about being blindsided and, and this, that, and third. But she never really drew, drug him through the mud. Um, I believe she kept her composure. She definitely kept working. I think, if anything, she started doing a little more than what she was doing before. And... I mean, come on. She's just Nia Long. She's she's flawless. She's gorgeous. She's pushing through and allegedly hopping on some young king. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Y'all, I did not just say that. I hope nobody heard that little smoosh that I just said. But she is, and I'm happy for her. Go, girl. All right, uh, this has been the trending topics for the day. Stay tuned for our sports report. Hello, hello, hello out there and welcome to the Sports Update with J-Rob. Today I will be covering the championship round of the NFL playoffs. So let's get started with the NFC championship game. The Philadelphia Eagles blew out the San Francisco 49ers. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts threw for 121 yards, ran for 39 yards, and had one rushing touchdown. Eagles running back Miles Sanders had 11 carries for 42 yards and two touchdowns. Eagles linebacker Hassan Reddick had two sacks, one forced fumble, and one fumble recovery. The Eagles were up 21-7 at the half and cruised to Victory. Now on to the AFC Championship game. The Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Cincinnati Bengals. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes completed 29 passes for 326 yards and two touchdowns. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey caught seven passes for 116 yards and one touchdown. Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones recorded two sacks. The Chiefs kicker Harrison Butker made the game-winning field goal with eight seconds left in the fourth quarter. The Kansas City Chiefs will play the Philadelphia Eagles in Super Bowl 57. The NFL 
skills challenge will take place on Thursday, February 2nd from 7 o'clock to 8.30 p.m. on ESPN. The NFL Pro Bowl will take place on Sunday, February 5th at 3 o'clock p.m. on ABC. And this has been the Sports Update with J-Rob. Have an amazing week. All right, T-Crew, this is my favorite part of the podcast, The Deep Dive, where I get to shine a light on something that's been on my mind all week. And if you know me, you pretty much knew what I was going to talk about this week because I love a great scam. I listen to the Scam Goddess podcast every single week um, with Lacey and I just honestly love scams. I just, they just enamor me. I'm not a scammer, but I like to see the way that scams work. Because I feel like you're either a scammer or a mark. I've definitely been a mark in the past. So I think that's why I'm so enamored with scams. I try to get into the mind of the scammer. Like, why would you do something like that? But anywho, today we're going to be talking about the fake nursing certificate scam. Now, this is a scam that spans over $100 million that was made during the years of 2016 to 2021. And what basically was happening were a select number of colleges. And of course, I'm gonna list the colleges cause I'm messy and they're closed, so who cares? Um, a select colleges gave credentials to allow nursing students to take their boards. So let me just break it down for everybody. Cause I know everybody has different backgrounds. You might not understand, you know, academia and how it works, right? So what happens is you have to, in order to take, um, some of these professional examinations and these boards that you probably heard people talking about, you have to finish whatever educational requirement that's attached to that board, right? So if you want to be a lawyer for most states, you got to go to law school unless you live in California and then you can do the baby bar and all that whole thing. But generally, if you want to go, you know, to med school, you have to, you have to take the prerequisites for med school. And if you want to take the board to become a board certified, you know, I don't know, ophthalmologist or a board certified uh, orthopedic surgeon, there's different specific medical boards. And these are tests. When I say boards, they're testing examinations that qualify you to be able to get this license so you can practice this kind of medicine. So basically what the scheme was, they provided these um, nursing students with the educational requirement so that all they had to do after that was pass the boards. But again, if you don't have the educational requirement, that means that you didn't take the coursework, you didn't do the um, clinicals, you didn't get to go into the classroom and do the hands-on work that really teaches you how to be a nurse, right? You just took this illegal shortcut. So you can study for the boards, possibly memorize everything you need to memorize, and then start working in a matter of months instead of really taking the training and learning everything in a matter of years that it would take to become a nurse the right way and to become a nurse that actually knows how to do their job. <laughs> okay. So the schools that participated that they know about, there could have been more, but these are the schools that they knew about. Now, of course, they're all in Florida. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Shout out to Florida. Y'all know I love Florida. And I also, I really want to retire to the Florida Keys. So it's no shade. I really love Florida. I really love visiting um, we went last year for our anniversary. Good times. No hate towards Florida, but y'all know y'all lawless over there. Okay. 
Y'all know y'all are lawless in Florida. There's no laws that you haven't broken in Florida. Okay, it just is what it is. Anyway, <laughs> the colleges that were involved or the Institute, Sacred Heart Institute, Siena College of Nursing and Palm Beach School of Nursing. Now, all of these have since closed, but during the years of 2016 to 2021, like I said, they were selling these educational diplomas for $15,000 each. Now, this is wild to me because some people might say, well, how many could they really have sold at $15,000? If you go to school, you are gonna probably spend at this point, a minimum of $100,000 for all four years, right? And if you want to get some type of certification or something like that afterwards, you're going to spend more money. So $15,000 to these kids that have these student loans is nothing, right? If you're a nursing student, you're paying between you know twelve dollars and $30,000 to go to a four-year. If you go to a two-year, it might be about ten, five to ten um thousand a year so it's just like even if you're going to a shorter schooling it's still so expensive this is like more than half price so if you feel like as a nursing student hey you know what i wish i could afford to do those last two years but i think i know what i'm doing i'm just gonna get this diploma from sacred heart institute or sienna or palm beach and i'm gonna go ahead and take my boards and and this is the thing that kills me right in, if I entered the mind of a scammer, you have paid your money. Some people, they're already nursing students, so they do have some level of education on the matter, and you passed your boards. This gives you a false confidence that you really know what you're doing with the patients because you were able to pass the boards and you probably have some educational experience. You didn't finish the degree, but you have some educational experience and you felt like, especially during COVID, that you were meeting a need, right? You felt that it was ethical because you're jumping into the front lines, you know, administering CPR and putting on ventilators and doing all the things that the nurses had to do during COVID. So a lot of people were thinking that they were doing something that was righteous, that, you know, hey, I cut a couple years off my education, but at the end of the day, I was in the field, you know, risking my life and and really helping with the pandemic. So it, it, it honestly, it's definitely a scam. It's definitely wrong. But here's the craziest part of the whole story to me. One third of these people that took the degrees did get jobs in nursing and those nurses could still be working today. Now, because this scam has been um, exposed, many clinics, hospitals, um, any place that would employ a practical nurse or a registered nurse is looking into the educational background of the people that they have working at these clinics. But everyone doesn't have the manpower to do that and everyone doesn't have the time to do that. So a lot of these nurses will be on staff um, for years to come if they ever get discovered at all. So the next time somebody can't draw your blood, you better make sure, <laughs> be like, did you go to Sacred Heart? No, I'm just kidding. But I'm just saying like, it's scary because you really will never be able to kind of route, route these nurses out. 
because of how, you know, commingled everything has become. And because a lot of these institutes, especially larger hospitals, they don't have time to go through and check where every nurse, you know, got their educational accreditation before they took their boards. Like if you can verify someone took their boards for a lot of hospitals, that's enough. They might not have even went deep enough to see where the people went to school before that, right? And that's what makes the crime kind of like traceless in the way that you did your dirt, you passed, you studied, you passed your boards, and now you're working and no one has been able to detect. Another crazy fact about this story, there have been no reported fatalities or even wrongful practices that have been reported in association with this scam. So basically they're just saying like everyone who did this scam got the diploma, passed their boards, has been working as a nurse with no problems that have been reported. There could have been problems, but these problems probably exist as a thing, right? These people are coming in as new nurses. Now, senior nurses and veteran nurses probably see this all the time thinking, oh, they're just new at their job. They're just, you know, still trying to put the pieces together, but they passed their boards, they went to school, they know it, they're just getting tripped up on some of the small details. These veteran nurses and senior nurses probably taught these scammers how to be nurses so well that no one can detect who went to school and who didn't. It's it's really crazy. Like I really, if I had to speculate, I really feel like the on-the-job training that these senior and veteran nurses gave them really helped them to be so good that now people have no idea who went and really went to school and who bought these certificates and fake went to school. That's how good, that's how good on-the-job training can be, especially if you did this out of the fact that you wouldn't be able to finish school and you really wanted to be a good nurse, you just couldn't afford to stay in school and you took a shortcut. This is so wild, guys. I need to know your thoughts and opinions. If you were to be treated by a fake nurse, how would you feel? Also, if you found out that someone had treated you in the past was a fake nurse, how would you feel? Would you sue? Is it the hospital's responsibility? Is it the clinic's responsibility to do a deep dive into everyone's educational credentials at this point? Do they have to do that? Is that ethical? Or can they just let it rock? What do you guys think? I want to let I want to know. I really want to know. Put it down in the comments. This has been the deep dive. Stay tuned for our outro comments. All right, T-Crew, this is my least favorite part of the podcast where I have to say goodbye to you. Thank you all for buying stars, sharing the podcast, sharing the reels, um, liking the reels, everything you do to grow this little community. I really, really appreciate it. And it really, really helps. Um, Even commenting, um, there's so many things you can do for free. Commenting, sharing, all of that really helps the algorithm pushes the reels out there, which draws traffic to the podcast. So please continue to keep doing that. And I really appreciate you guys for doing it. As always, convict the cops that killed Brianna Taylor. Have a beautiful day or night wherever you are. And I love you for listening. Bye.